This is Armand Asante. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You're you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f***? so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stein. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. May 30th, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flua Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, it's the Ten Commandments of the Cigar Smoker. Always controversial. We'll read them out loud. We do it once a year to stir up the emotions of the people. It's it's controversial, as I say. People get really uptight and uh, worked up on this. But this time, the first time, we're bringing the author of the Ten Commandments on the show with us. Miguel Sodell will join us, and he'll tell us how he came up with that and what he thinks of it years later, if he still believes that. He's a uh, rep on the road with with uh, Duran Cigars, also with us today live, will be Jack Tarano from Duran Cigars. We have lots in the mailbag to get caught up with and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right, Dave. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Here we go. First cigar of the day for us. For me, I haven't had a cigar yet today. Have you smoked? I have. You have. So take one down, pass them around. This is the... Barron's. What it says on the band is the Roberto P. Duran Cigar. But from what I understand, they are changing the name immediately, and it will be changed to Duran Cigars because there is a problem with people coming in and asking us, because we're doing an event the the past three days, is he here? Is he here today? I've been saying yes. Jack Tarano is here. But that's not who they expected. They expected a professional boxer, a former professional boxer, and it's been confusing to them. You and I both know that Jack Tarano had a small stint as a professional wrestler. I feel like he could stand in. He still has some, some... Marks on his body from from, from that one bout. Yes, <laughs> if you can call it that. Um, but no, they're looking for a boxer, Roberto Duran. That is not what Roberto P. Duran cigars is. So they're going to change the name to Duran. And with the Duran thing, I think they're going to be like hungry like a wolf. I was just going to go there. You <laughs> yeah. are so predictable. Hey, if, if you get two cigars, it'll be Duran Duran. That's Duran, where Duran. I was going with it. Hungry like a going. wolf. <laughs> so it'll be confusing. Are they playing here? What? Durant's? Can I, can, I can I get an autograph? Yes. Yeah. Jack, Jack will sign your breasts, sir. There we go, sir. Sir. 
So uh, oh, here is the yeah. cigar. Let's give it a cut and light, and then we'll find out about it. Right time. It's right now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. And here is an excellent cigar, Barry Stein. Tell us about it. All right. Today's first cigar is rumored to be undergoing a slight branding change and will become known as the Roberto P. Duran Signature instead of the Roberto P. Duran Premium Cigars. The cigar is available in four sizes, 5x52, 6x54, 6x56, and 6x66. Each size has a name that's in reference to a landmark in the town of Baracoa, which is located in the eastern part of Cuba. The cigars combine the best quality fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with a super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper produced on their own farm in Ecuador. Say that five times Here we go. I said it once, right? I'm that is leave a it big, alone. big name for a wrapper. The cigars are medium to strong with progressive flavors that you won't forget. The cigar that we are smoking today is the Rio Tau, which is 5x52 and carries an MSRP of 1029. On a side note, the grandfather of Roberto P. Duran smoked eight cigars per day, and he lived to the ripe old age of 99. So, nice. Dave, you and I have a long life ahead of us. Here we go. Not you, Mr. Jonathan, but because you're eating those vegetables and all that stuff. <laughs> Interesting names of his cigars. A lot of Tenyo, which is the Indians, Cacique, which is the Indians. All um, Indian type, tribal, uh, very tribal brand. Tri- tribal brand. But uh, you know what? A very classy band on it with the silver and the green. If well, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, this is the band for you. Why? It's blue and silver, the color of the Cowboys. Oh, really? Is that blue? Is That's kind of it's kind of a gray blue. What do you want to call that? I thought it was green. Maybe I'm colorblind. That's definitely blue. Yeah, it's blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Azul. Azul? Azul? People like to say Azul. Well, this is silver. All right. You want to talk about a lighter to light a heavyweight cigar. <laughs> That's my boxing reference. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, so it doesn't count. It's a this little is bit the, of humor. This is very the, little. Very little. This is the T4. It is a four-jet lighter, uh, more, much bigger than a pocket lighter. You certainly couldn't carry this. This is a badass table lighter. Four jets featuring... What has to be the biggest ass tank I've ever seen Circus on a lighter? Peanuts. Circus peanuts. Before you light the cigar, you know what a circus peanut is? Yeah, right, yeah, out, of, right yeah. out of the bag. The candy. It's candy. It's yeah. not a peanut. Yeah. It's a marshmallow, yellow marshmallow. They're fantastic. Circus peanuts. Pe- so peeps. Uh, peeps got sugar on top of them. A circus penis does not. Nailed it. A, a circus penis Nailed does it. not. Does not have sugar on top. You know. I heard you. You man. heard that, I heard right? It. I you heard, heard that. What? You said circus penis. I did not. <laughs> Giggity. I did not. <laughs> Check the tape. There we go. So this retails for uh, fifty nine. Really, <laughs> This is the Lotus T four. I'll tell you the toasting on this with four jets, no problem. This is an awful big lighter, though. It looks like a, a giant big lighter. Uh, this is a pocket lighter for a big guy. Yeah. You know, as a big you guy, do the trick. when I pull out those little lighters, they just, you know, they don't look right in my hand. Lighter so on steroids. When I pull this out of my pocket, it fits. 
So, interesting thing. You know the Zippo trick, Barry? You squeeze the lighter and the top flips open? Yeah, I can't do that. All right. So Wow, I can't do Whoa. that either. Dave, was, Dave, that showed me cool. his, Dave showed me his $1,200 DuPont, and I start going like this, and he, I, I didn't quite get it off my hands. He rips it out of my hands and said, that's a $1,200 DuPont. Are you out of your mind? How did you do that? Squeeze it with two fingers, and you just let your fingers slip, and it closes. I'm so waiting open. for it to Whoa. fly out of your hand and break the TV behind no us. Your hands aren't big enough. This that's is a, a man's trick. lighter. It's a for manly trick. lighter tricks. Can you do it to so a what are you doing with it? Yeah. Yeah? Wow. I've seen the guy before that comes on and do all, does all the crazy things. He was at an IPCPR trade show before. It was pretty cool. But with the big lighter, you can see it a lot better. Right. All right. So right off the bat, <coughs> you got roasted peanuts, but they're the, the red-skinned ones. And the flavor, right on the light. Those are called Spanish nuts. Spanish peanuts? Spanish nuts. Dry roasted. Oh, yeah. No salt. You're going from the peanut to the skin, the red skin. You have Back a cut, to the you peanut. choke on the skin. 100%. You, you, the you, you nailed the, the roasted peanuts part. This tastes like fresh roasted peanuts. Yeah. But before you lit it, it was circus peanuts. It was the marshmallow. Yeah, it's interesting sweetness. that you had the peanuts going back and but forth. It's just what they happen to call them. But I like that they don't, crap. Well, they do look circus like Circus peanuts? They're they the best. Like yeah. peanuts. I don't like circus I was surprised peanuts. you guys even knew what it was. Yeah. my mo- That's my mother's favorite candy. Yeah? So as a kid, they were always in the house. No kidding. No shortage. Yeah. I don't like them. Circus peanuts? No, I would imagine you would never eat them. I ate one once. I wonder what happens if you microwave it for a couple of seconds. <laughs> you, you shall surely die. Make no. s'mores out of it? Yeah. Use it to make s'mores? Ah. It could be do, do something with that. Or put that, make a peanut butter sandwich, and then put those on it, and then grill it. Oh, yes. Huh? Yeah. Barry? Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Come on, that's sexy right there. All right, so we've been collecting, again, uh, lots of emails, and, and we want to get to them because we like the emails. We like them coming in. So we're going to go through a little rapid fire, a little catch up on some um, emails. So uh, what do you got, Mr. All right. We have our good friend Vin from Jersey uh, writing to us. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hello, distinguished cigar-smoking gents. Right away, he's wrong. I have a question for Barron's. Barron's, and he actually says Barron's. I like it. Nice. I like it a lot. Can the question of the week results be posted somewhere on your website for later reference in an archive section? Well, we're going to start this Monday. Because I was going to start it this past Monday, but it was Memorial Day. There will be a daily recap of the show. People are asking for links of the cigars that we smoked. They're asking for little crib notes of the show. Oh, wow. So on that page, I will put the results to the question of the week. Okay. My question to the listeners is why on God's green earth would you want to live through this a second time, even if it's cliff notes? Yeah. So. The reason behind that is a couple of weeks ago we were speaking about the Cusano Hermano Vintage. Mm-hmm. And the person that reached out to me said he couldn't understand the cigar without thick accents. <laughs> that if I could put it somewhere in a recap. Aha. Uh-huh. So because it's more of a translation than it is a crib. He, yes. He's a wicked jerk. <laughs> the guy's a wicked jerk. So clean out your ears yeah. or check the recap. 
Or maybe we could learn how to speak the language. What are you, retarded? <laughs> All right. Message accent. number two. Who's got an accent? Go ahead. This you, message, you guys do. You yeah. both speak funny. Yeah. Was also submitted through the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthorita.com. Yeah. Uh, great show this week. I love that Barry nailed the tongue twister. I think being the Cigar Authority, you should have someone read the nominees that can actually pronounce the names of the brands nominated. That would you be you, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> that would be me. Let, let, be let me guess I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let it go, but yes, I think you did write it, Timothy. Yeah. You're fooling Bridge, nobody, Timothy. Bridgemaster at Gmail. Yeah. All right. Uh, gentlemen, uh, this was uh, from Wait, a couple of weeks you're ago. You're not going to address that you... You couldn't pronounce the names? No, we moved on. Oh, yeah. okay. We moved on. <laughs> Missed the memo. We're just reading it. We're not commenting. We're just reading it. Uh, this message was also submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, gentlemen, last show, there was a lively discussion on whether leather was a flavor profile or not. According to the link below, leather is one of the flavor components. Since this is true, does this mean Mr. Jonathan has put his foot in his mouth? Uh, Michael Taylor from Houston, Texas. No. He put the shoe in his mouth with a leather sole. Leather. Boom. Just because somebody can't taste something more creative than leather does not mean that it is a flavor note. And that's my story. Flavor component. And I'm sticking to it. It is one of it. the flavor components. It's not true, I believe. I believe the, the flavor components are sweet, salt, sour, mm. bitter. All right, leather is bitter. Yeah, but what leather, if it's sweet leather? I've never had sweet. What leather. if it's got salt on it? What if it's from a All salty right, next cup? question? Next question. Next please. question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from our boy Ricardo. Also submitted through the he contact would be our us boy. page. You never heard of him before. Never he, heard of him before. And he's our boy. He's our boy. I've recently emailed you guys on expanding my palate, but by any means, I. Am I bashing the boutique blends my local brick-and-mortar carries? Uh, is it my duty to compare what he manufactures to other cigars you guys at Two Guys advertise? Yeah, two Guys advertise. Enki Cigars is a cigar you guys need to look at. I've compared it with cigars you talk about on the show, and seven times out of ten, the Enki Cigar outperforms during my evaluation of comparing cigars you smoke on the show. Is that debonair of me to do? No. So now you're the authority. I never what heard is his of name? Anki Cigars. Never heard of Anki Cigars. Yankee? Anki. Spell it. E-N-K-I. No, I never heard of it. I can't comment on something I didn't smoke before. Uh, yet you can comment on stuff you haven't smoked before. But 7 out of 10, right. doctors recommend uh, you, uh, whatever. I have nothing good to say. Nothing. <laughs> Ricardo also Ricardo. writes... No, really. He comes back again. Comes back. All right. I've been smoking the boutique blends from my local brick and mortar, and they're awesome smokes. Okay. But thanks to your show, I've recently expanded my palate to many different cigars, mainly the ones you talk about or smoke on the show. Unfortunately, my local brick and mortar doesn't carry most of the cigars you talk about. I feel like I'm committing adultery on my local B&M. My question Absolutely. is, is it debonair of me to resort to mail order or visiting other local brick and mortars to expand my palate? It's interesting that you're asking. Uh, you can ask your brick and mortar to why don't you carry it, especially if we're yeah. raving, raving reviews about it. We're saying, wow, this is the, the second coming here, and uh, wow, it's good. Uh, help, help the brick and mortar. We take recommendations mm -hmm. as retailers all the time from consumers. 
you know, in your previous email, we never heard of it. I will certainly start looking into it and seeing what the stories of that. If you're saying uh, seven to ten people prefer that, and I'm sure you did research and you, you went through um, hundreds, you know, hundreds you know, of people, at least smoking. hundreds of people, right, to come up with that kind of evaluation. Oh, focus Cer- groups, oh, yeah. yeah, focus yeah. groups and everything. So uh, we will look into it. My and- thought is this: we have a we have a customer in our Seabrook shop that smokes a certain brand of cigar, and he only wants the Solomon. Probably the slowest size moving. If it's slower than Lancero, Solomon. So he wants his 10-count box of Solomon, and the arrangement we have with him is if he buys the box, I will source the box. And that's yeah. kind of how you play it. So yeah. if you really want a box of cigars, don't buy it from us. Buy it from your local guy and see if he's willing <coughs> to buy the cigars. Now, the first couple times I did it with this customer, I said, listen, his name's Dennis. Dennis, I need you to front half the money for the box. <coughs> As a gesture of goodwill, but he's done it so many times at this point, he just comes in and says, all right, I'm ready for another box. I place the order. We get the box in for him, and he pays for it when it comes in. Yeah. Uh, But everybody can't have everything. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But we always recommend you um, certainly help the brick-and-mortar store out the best you can if you have to go and and buy a cigar here or there. But I will tell you, later on in the show, we're going to get to the Ten Commandments of the Cigar Smoker. One thing you shouldn't do is light the cigar up inside the guy's uh, store, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah. you go on. Let's say you're on vacation, you're checking out a new shop, and we see people here all the time. They come on vacation. I know what I've heard. I've heard about the shop. Yeah, you buy something from the shop. And they come in and they buy a couple of cigars that they can't get from... Their local yeah, shop. Why, why, nice would, why, your why would you go somewhere that you've never been before and get the same exact thing? Right. You know, well, I never saw this cigar before. That's the time to try something right. like that. Right? I think it actually happens. Just it blows my mind. It really does. Yeah. Because I'm in the craft beers, and I would never go like you know, even I, I would never carry someone else's product to another retailer ever, 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 ever. Yeah. That, that's the experience is to encounter something new and right. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, Mr. Jonathan, give I me got, another one. I got one more here. The, uh, this message was also submitted through the Contact Us page. This is Carlos A. Diego writing to us. Uh, thanks, guys, for the show and the podcast. I listen from Ecuador. Wow. The show is very entertaining and informative. Might be the I pair your show with a great rum and a great cigar, of course. And that is Carlos. Thank you, Carlos, for writing Ecuador. In. Hello from Ecuador. We, we are, are everywhere. We are international. We are. Are we looking for a certain country that we haven't landed yet? Yeah. There's, I mean, what are there, 100 and something countries yeah, in the world? We're not everywhere. We've hit like 78 of them, I think, the last time yeah. I checked. 78 different countries right. I've checked in this year. All right. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep trying. To, we're trying to get them all. We want them all. Right now, it's time to go to this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic. And every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? That is where that came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's... Two guys cigars.com 
Celebrate today with a classic cigar. For our studio audience and those hearing it for the first time, the way this game works is we have our Mr. Jonathan, Barry, and Chuck, uh, the classic three-way. They're going to guess the person's birthday, date, what year. They're all celebrating their birthday today without going over. Closest without going over. Who is the winner from last week? I won via shutout, two to nothing. There we go. uh, Today is my wife's birthday, so as long as we're giving shout-outs. Can you say her year she was born? Mrs. Jonathan. Uh, she turns 50 today. Yeah, wow, so. big one. Yeah. Happy big birthday, five-o. Mrs. Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, you going to do something uh, special? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh, let's that, just like... say let's just say I have a candle she can blow out. <laughs> I don't think you need to go there at all. Well, you don't put wow. 55 on a cake. Birthday. You just put one. This is her one. birthday. Anyway, uh, we're going to let Barry go first because he is the winner from last week. A shutout. So you guys get something to do. Today is the birthday, not only of Mrs. Jonathan, but of CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green, do you know who he is? Yes. yes. R&B singer, gained fame. Forget uh, you. With Schnalls Barley? Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whose hit song was crazy. Was voted the best song in 2000 by Rolling Stones magazines. His song, Forget You, rose to number two in the U- U.S. billboards in 2010, also known for being a judge on NBC's talent show, The Voice. CeeLo Green's birthday is today. Barry Stein, what year was he born? 1975. 1975. Chuck, going low. 62. 62? 68 68 for the win. 68 for the win. It's 74. 74. So that goes to Mr. Jonathan. Um, and this will go to Chuck. Chuck, today is the birth date of Mel Blanc. Do you know who Mel Blanc was? Sure. Mel Blanc, the voice actor, nicknamed yeah, the man with a thousand voices. That's all, folks. Uh, brought to life the lovable characters such as Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, Daffy Duck, uh, the late, great Mel Blanc, um, who actually changed with the letter C, B-L-A-N-C. Legally changed his name from the spelling B-L-A-N-K to C because of a rude comment made by his high school teacher. So you can actually change the spelling of your name. Mel Blanc's birthday is today, the late great. What year was he born? I got him down at 1919. 1919, Mr. John. I believe it is 1913. And Barron's. I wrote down 1918. You're all over. All over. It's 1909. 1909. Son of a. Son of a. Candle. That's what you say, son of a... I do. So this goes to you, Mr. Jonathan. Wyona Judd. Country singer, Wyona Judd. was uh, Wynona. Wynona Judd was with the Judds along with her mother, Naomi, who is your sister's name. That is my sister's name. See how this is going all together? All going full circle. That's it. Uh, She released multiple number one country songs, including... She is his only need, and I saw the light. She's also the sister of actress Ashley Judd, but it's Winona, Winona Judd. Winona. Winona. Winona Judd. was born in 1959. 1959, Barry. 55. 55. 32. 32. 59 will take it at 64. Oh, man. And that goes to um, Mr. Jonathan again. Celebrating his wife's birthday. Celebrating his wife's birthday. And uh, we have a shutout so far and only two questions to go. This moves on to Barry. Barry, today is Jake Roberts' birthday. Wrestler known as Jake Jake the the Snake. Snake. Jack Uh, Teron, do you ever wrestle Jake the Snake Roberts? He did. Really? Uh, Bringing up uh, a live anaconda. 
was an anaconda. They wrestled along with a popular career in the WWE and the WCW. He was credited with inventing the finishing move, the DDT, which became widely used mainstream in pro wrestling. He once did the DDT on Hulk Hogan in an episode of The Snake Pit, if you remember that. Uh, his father was Grizzly Smith, a pro wrestler. So he's uh, second generation. Didn't know that. Here he's a mess. But Jake the Snake Roberts, born today what year? 1943. 1953. Ramirez. Manny Ramirez, baseball player, 12-time All-Star, Major League Baseball All-Star who played for the Cleveland Indians and the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers, but we know him as a Red Sox, winning two World Series for the Red Sox, hitting 555 career home runs. Uh, Integral part of the World Series championship in 2014, winning MVP and breaking uh, 86-year championship drought for the Red Sox. He's from the Dominican Republic. He's born today. Manny Ramirez, what year? Um, is it you? That's me, 1972. 1972. That's what I got, 72. 72. 73. 72 will be two points for both of them, but that'll still, oh, Barry oh, is oh. not a shutout, but Mr. Jonathan, 4-2-1. to two to one. Mr. Jonathan, this win goes to Mr. Jonathan, and this day in classic history has been brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic cigar you choose, you can find it at twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. If it's your birthday... Mrs. Jonathan, come down to any Two Guys Smoke Shop location, Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire, today on your birthday, and we will be happy to cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you, Mrs. Jonathan, and anybody else celebrating their birthday. Next week, Mr. Jonathan is away again on vacation. Working. On vacation. And uh, it will be Barry in charge. We're going to be interviewing Barry Stein with his brainchild, Kilo Cigars. This will be the first time we're interviewing one of our own, his brainchild. And we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm going to do a... Um, what are you going to do for the next hour and 55 No problem. We're going to kill it. We're going to bring it. We're going to kill it. We're going to kill it. We're going to go to break right now. And um, when we return, Jack Tarano from Duran Cigars will be joining us later. Miguel Sodell, uh, who is not only with Duran Cigars, but also the author of the Ten Commandments of the Cigar Smoker. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. 
five bucks and a comfortable chair genius meet the perfect cigar to share with friends Brickhouse by J.C. Newman handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse for more visit BrickhouseCigars.com When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. The Cigar Authority presents Real Men of Cigars. Real Men of Cigars. Today we salute you, Mr. Jack Tarano. Mr. Jack Tarano. Wearing nothing but a smile and smoking a cigar, you're living the real American dream. Getting paid to think of things to do to cigars naked. Running free. Sure, there's danger. Sunburns, chafing, and keeping the lit end out of your, well, you know. Watch out now! You're a cigar-smoking man, not afraid of a little burn, a little toasty nut. In the flavor of your cigar, get your mind out of the gutter, man. You're employed again. So cut open a toasty Roberto Duran cigar, nutty boy. Mr. Nudist Employed Cigar Representative Man. Because we all know, when the going gets tough, the tough get naked. And we're back, live from the Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast over five years which running about cigars and the nonsense like that surrounding it. Uh, today, uh, a cigar company that's getting a lot of attention and for good reason is Roberto P. Duran Cigars, known as Duran Cigars now. Uh, they are um, uh, very, very different. They, they come from different places. It's a very, very interesting brand. With us here is uh, we had him as a guest on the show uh, twice before, once with a different company. Now with, another, with this company uh, is Jack Tarano, the real man of genius. Jack Tarano, welcome back. Thanks for having me on the yeah. show. It's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy this. So uh, very quickly, why did we play that? We played it once before. It's the only song we've ever written for anybody before, but uh, we stole it from you. Well, you stole it from from uh, quite a marketing team that was responsible for creating that. I, I was a, a part of that campaign, yes, which was one, really cool. Huge, huge. Everybody knows what it is anyway. So uh, welcome back to the show. Um, so... Um, Tell us um, really how you got into the cigar business and bring us up to speed of where you are now. Uh, I got into it in the 80s. Um, for about three or four years, I was uh, working with my grandfather. We were brokers of Leaf in a little uh, warehouse on A Street in uh, Miami. Okay. Um, at that time, you really couldn't, really wasn't a time for cigars. You sure. couldn't give this stuff away. And um, we closed that down. I went on to do other things. Uh, ended up in Chicago for about 15 years, um, working on a, with, with my brother at a music house. And we did that campaign along with many others from McDonald's and, and other big corporations. The nature of that business changed. Um, if you watch TV now and commercials, it's all licensed music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that kind of kills jingle houses. No kidding. Okay. And uh, 
And in 2010, I started looking at coming back in. I uh, I'd reconnected at a uh, high school reunion with my girlfriend, uh, with with a girl that I told her I had a crush on her in high school. That's oh, how I got her back. isn't and, that uh, nice? And, uh, She's shaking her head no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you just didn't know it. And that that actually brought. I never thought I'd leave Chicago, but that brought the idea of moving back to Miami. Absolutely. And uh, Carlos had always wanted me to come back and work for the family. This is the Tarano family, Tarano cigars. That uh, you just you have the name for it, and it was great. And all yeah. of a sudden, they bring more family into it, and then and the, and, uh, and then they sold. <laughs> and then Charlie on September 11th dropped a nice little bomb on wow. us. That uh, and no pun intended there. I don't mean to make light yeah, of, yeah. of 9/11, but it was my own 9/11. Yes, and uh, sold the company to General, and we were all basically unemployed. And uh, it was tragic at the time. Three weeks later. I sat with Roberto, who I've known for about three or four years, and uh, loved the direction that the company was going in, loved that we own our own factory, loved that we grow our own tobacco, we uh, grow some premium wrappers, and and really, he he blew me away with with how much he wanted me to be a part of it, and... uh, and uh, it's a funny story because I, I met with him for about an hour on a Friday, and I told him I went into that meeting knowing that I was going to walk out and say, Roberto, thank you. Uh, let me think about it for the weekend. Let me talk to my wife. I wanted her to be a part of uh, the decision. Yeah. And uh, I got home, and I told her what Robert, how bad Roberto, uh, how good the offer was and how much. And she said, and, and why are you waiting till Monday? Ah, just to be. And an hour later, I called him back, and I said, we don't need to wait till Monday. I accept. All right. <laughs> so, beautiful. Uh, so I was on board, and uh, – you, and, uh, you knew him before. I knew him before. The funny thing is that, that at last year's trade show at the Circle Bar in Vegas, I sat with him and Charlie having a drink. Wow! So and, and who would have known what who, was going to happen? Who known at Maybe the time. Charlie knew, but <laughs> <laughs> Charlie definitely knew at the time. Yes. But uh, but uh, but we certainly didn't. Unlike unlike what was going on with Drew Estates, that the rumors were everywhere. Right. There were no rumors about Toronto. Right. So. Uh, now, um, you apparently knew about uh, Roberto P. Duran cigars. It was the first time, I believe, they showed at a show. Second. Okay. Second. Uh, I, it was very small, uh, very small the first year in, okay. back in Vegas, and then on a bigger scale last year, and will be even bigger this year. Well, I saw them on the list at the IPCPR, and I said, oh, my God, Roberto Duran is making a cigar. This never works. <laughs> never. You know, here it is, and, uh, you know, another athlete is going to come out with a cigar, and then I f- later found out that, no, it wasn't. Um, but they were in the business for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, not at IPCPR, but they were selling cigars over in Europe and other in, places. In, in Asia, in the yeah. Asian market, in, chi- in the China market, uh, the Azan brand was very big. Yeah. Um, he resurrected it's his wife's family heritage that owned the Azan factory. Which is Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and he resurrected the brand in, in 2012 on a, on a small scale, didn't have the sales force, didn't yeah, have. Yeah. And, and guy that, that I work closely with, Rigo, his cousin, uh, was basically uh, Rene Castaneda came, came yeah. on board a little bit yeah. to help, help push the brand along. Um, but he, he saw a good opportunity. He was ready to expand, and he saw the opportunity when Tarano sold. And we were all out of a job to mm. uh, not only bring myself in, but before the week before he brought me in, he brought in Miguel Shadell, who yeah. you'll, you'll talk to later, and uh, Frank Cooden, um, one of our Mid-Atlantic reps, and uh, into the fold. Yeah, and, bringing in and, the All-Stars, and, and for a good reason. I mean, all of a sudden, there is attention on this brand. People talk about it, yeah. uh, let alone, and we talked about it uh, during the, the shows last year, uh, the first time we got the Azan Burgundy that came in. 
um, a $4 cigar. It's unbelievable. And uh, it ranked in our contenders for the cigar of the year. Of you know, And it doesn't matter. Price had nothing to do with it. Uh, a $4 cigar, it's never happened. I mean, we've been doing this since 1992. And a, a budget cigar like that actually lining up with top expensive cigars. Um, and I'll tell you, it was down to the wire, and it was right, right in there. So yep. uh, pretty amazing cigar. We're smoking uh, the Roberto P. Duran, which will be the signature series now. Which will be his, his signature cigars. We changed a little bit of the branding. I heard you say earlier that, that because of, of the relationship and, and just because brands are known by one name for the most part. It's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of uh, attention span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and people like it. It's Duran Cigars. Duran yeah. has a, a good ring to it. And I've been wanting to, 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 to push to change that. And when and, they do have long names, they automatically get cut out by the consumer and shortened. Yeah, get shortened. Into a, yeah. shortened Either into letters or into yeah. just the last name. It, yeah. you know, and, and we bounced for the few with, with R.P. Duran. RPD, which would have been a little too much, like LFD. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we danced, and I, I kept, I kept telling him Duran is. This is the cigar that's and, hungry like a wolf. Uh, hungry like the wolf. Duran. We're going to put on a double the hero <laughs> called yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. We've heard that one. That yeah, one yeah. Well, I wasn't the first one on that one either. No, no, no. So with your with your marketing in creating ad, your your background in creating ad campaigns, what are the chances that we see something uh, resurrected from your past? And maybe not real men of cigars or something like that, but. Uh, do you have? Do you play on your past experience when you're helping coming up with ad campaigns, or are you not involved in the ad process at all? Uh, I, I'm, I'm involved in the ad process, but mostly now it's print ads, and it's uh, we're really not doing anything for for radio or or, or TV. Although uh, although we do we do advertise a little, but that's up to you guys to uh, to come up with uh, the script, and you guys do a great job of that. Um, mostly putting together the uh, the print ads. I'm a big part of. Uh, any type of promotion, any type of those things, but but not uh, not really drawing from the past. What's your official title if you have one? My official title is uh, regional sales manager and manager of of uh, marketing and public relations. So I help out in every uh, aspect of it, and I try to meet with Roberto at least once a week, where we brainstorm ideas and talk about different things, and and uh, along with our graphics guy Umberto Arias, who. It was an easy transition for me because the PR team that helps promote us, uh, Gabriel and Liza from uh, Creativas, they were the team that helped Tarano, that worked for Tarano. And Umberto Arias um, at uh, Can I Have Your Attention and uh, Cigar Box Packaging, uh, I believe I always forget the name, Cigar Packaging something. He, he, uh, he, uh, that was a real bad plug for him. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. he uh, yeah. if, you, if you need his info, just call me. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he worked for uh, I, I, the same thing used to happen at Toronto. He would come in once a week, and we'd work on all the the campaigns, the marketing, the branding, the bands, the, everything we we needed to do. So the transition was really easy for me, uh, for Roberto, because all these things were still in place, and I had a good familiarity with all of them. And with so. your background, you said you you had done some brokering when it came to the leaf so you really know the industry all the way from sourcing tobacco all the way up to the blending so you must play a role also in there's new blends coming out i i it it, it's growing more and more with with uh, roberto when i came along all these blends were already created um i'm kind of worked hand in hand with him and and kind of rebranding and doing different things turning the, the 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 roberto duran premium into the roberto duran signature making sure all the boxes actually said Duran cigars because Azan, the, the thing that I found 
um, early on was, and I explained to Roberto, that you had a Zan, which was great cigars. You had the Roberto Duran premium line. And then you had a Nea, which was the box that said Nea Cigar Company. So now if you put those on a shelf side by side, nobody was going to come in unless we were there and say that's the same company. Right. Well, even the retailer might get confused. Exactly. You know, you're, not, you're not always having the buyer stocking the shelves. You've got yeah. your regular sales so, guys stocking the shelves. And I, I went into a lot of stores where Naya would be over here, Azan would be over there. and the pre, you know, the, We didn't have any, any shelf presence. And the whole thing is footprint. You're looking Absolutely. to get those facings lined yeah. up. In whatever way you want to line them up, or however the retailer and, and, does and it, and them to associate to each other, right? Mm. And so, so we, we we worked on rebranding and, and doing that, and and it, it'll be a slow transition. That uh, you know, we still have a lot of boxes, we still have a lot of bands, we still have anything from business cards to to, to letterhead. That'll as we run out of those things, it'll transition over to Duran cigars. Any, but every all the signage at the at the at the show in July will be Duran cigars. Any issue with the fact that you've got for all intended purposes, a $10 cigar side-by-side with a $4 cigar. They're both very good. Do you see people jumping from the more expensive down, or is it more they smoke the Azan as their entry, and then they go, well, I want to see what this ideally that, cigar Ideally, that's what we about. want. That's what we want. You know, we, we have a price point for, for everyone. We have a uh, – it's from very affordable – I think they're all very affordable. I mean, nowadays yeah, nothing, a, ten, not, nowadays a 10 to $12 cigar is not a big deal anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very different $10 cigar, I'll tell you. Uh, it looks like it's a milder cigar, but it has plenty of body strength, uh, a lot, a lot of flavor. A lot of complexity, which but is something it, we really Looking like. at it from the outside of an Ecuadorian uh, Criollo, light colored, it looks like eh, it's going to be a mild cigar, and then you smoke and you say, a lot, wow. A lot of people mistake it for a Connecticut. Yeah, uh, yeah, mild, absolutely. Yeah, a lot absolutely. of people do, so, uh, which um, isn't a bad thing. So I'm looking at the components of it, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler, and other Latin American tobaccos. What's with what, that? What's with that? You know, we, we've always we fought that that battle a little bit at Taranio, and and it seems consumers are are uh, I, I don't know of any other other industry that breaks down ingredients the way the yes, tobacco industry yes. does. And, well, and it's, the it's, real geeky person, I'll say, as a retailer, most uh, consumers that come in they don't care, it's, but yeah. the, the real. Um, geek of cigars really wants to get deeper and say, what exactly is in there? But it's irrelevant because even if I would tell you, listen, this has a filler from Jalapa or Omatepe or this, you you don't know the percentages that are in there. You really, it's... it's, Nor nor do you want them to know because you don't want to copy, Exactly, exactly. And and in reality, there's just so much tobacco from around the world. And if you look in in any store, some of your stores are massive. Yeah, it's a lot of the similar blends. It's a, sure. it's a lot about construction, a lot about quality control, a lot about uh, so a lot of people hyper focus on on the blends and and they want to know the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens a lot at multi vendor events where they're they're they really want to get into the details and then you they just walk to the next table and they've forgotten what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ab- absolutely. Uh, the, the, I, I've learned that the wrapper people are really interested in wrappers. Yes, but, but the filler. Well, yeah, yeah, they can't see, but it's interesting that some and a lot com- of a lot of companies will put Nicaragua, Nicaragua, Nicaragua. And good, make, good luck. And you know, for instance, uh, a company like that, let's take Davidoff, for instance, their Nicaraguan cigar, cigar is made in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So country of origin means nothing to do with. Absolutely. Yeah, it's different tobaccos that are sourced different yeah. places. Is it is it some proprietary stuff? Is that why it's so secretive with the Latin American tobaccos? Mm, okay. Yes. <laughs> I know it is. They, they're using something in there because there is a different taste. There is something different going on, and I, I kind of wanted to yeah. make you say it. And we, yeah. <laughs> well, 
I guess but, we'll talk about that off the air. Yes. So uh, any scoop on new products that are coming out? Are you going to show something new at the show? Or are you guys? We, we got line extensions. A lot of what happened with the Zahn is um, this Roberto was creating a lot of cigars for the, for the Asian and European market, which um, they didn't. They weren't attracted by the big ring gauge. The yes. U.S. is. Yes. So we're, we're doing some line extensions. Um, it needs it. It, 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 it. Azan does need it. because Azan needs yeah. a little bigger ring gauge. You've got a lot of fans of the yeah. 660s and the, the, the Toros, the 6 and a yeah. quarter by 58, 56s. And, yeah, and so your size is now on it is a 5 and a half by 52. Uh, they're really? almost identical. Yeah, they're almost a 5. Jeez, what is the difference? They are identical. <laughs> they're identical. One's got a little pointy head. Yeah, so you need a, a, a Robusto Toro <coughs> Churchill 6x60. And so, some people like the pointy head. Yeah, yeah. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so how would, you, how would you compare working with Duran versus working with family at Toronto? You know, Duran has quickly become, Roberto's quickly become family to me. I mean, it, it's just... Um, it's not much of a change. Um, you know, um, I, I miss working with my cousin, Carlos. Um, I, miss, uh, I miss Charlie at times, you know, and other times I don't miss Charlie. Um, but you still talk. Everything's cool. I, I, everything's cool. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. cool. That's I important. have a great relationship with Charlie. I'm, I'm not a guy that, that uh, you know, he did what he had to do, and, 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 and I feel I'm in a great place right now. So, so. The first, the first two or three weeks when everything was raw, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough even considering talking to Charlie again. But, but I reached out to him, and, and we get together every once in a while and have a cigar. And, and, and he's, he's been a big help to me with advice. And, and, uh, and uh, Charlie's a very knowledgeable and very bright man, and, and, and I appreciate his, all his help and input that he gives me. What I see that happens in this industry, you see a lot of people end up selling out uh, that's the dream. They ring the bell. They, they made the big score. And then a couple of years sitting on the sideline, they miss it because it, it truly is in your blood. Mm-hmm. It is in the blood of the family. And the next thing you know, they come back yeah. because they say, you know, I miss it. You know, it's not you soon realize that it's, it's not about the money. It's the passion of the product. I mean, you were out for many, many years, and you, you successfully out of it, and here you are dr- drawn back, and we've seen it happen to a lot of people. You think there's a chance that um, the Toronto family comes back into the business? You, you never know. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's one thing I've learned in life is you don't, you know, and, yeah. and, and the sale taught me that even, even more is that you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, much less next yeah, month yeah. or three years from now. You know, yeah. I know... I know part of that deal involved a, a non-compete for Charlie. Um, who knows what happens? Yeah, when not that, forever but, though. I no, mean, it's, it's years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's what ends up happening. What I see anyway, and and it's interesting when they come back. It's it's a different game, you know, mm-hmm. at that point, and it's starting from scratch again. And it certainly them, will be a different game. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, and they may not. They may not be able to. We're looking at FDA. I mean, you guys have to be concerned. Very. But these brands are old. These brands are old enough. 2007? Uh, no. None of them. None of them. Ah. None of them. So, so yeah, we're, 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 we're concerned crossed. about all those things. My as, God. As is, as is, I believe I read an article where 
where the the FDA could put a hit on 80% of the cigars yes, out there. You yes, know, Barry's going to have know. some information on that today, uh, mm-hmm. updated information. It's not looking good, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people are not believing uh, what's happening, but believe it. Um, it's happening, and it's, it's not good, uh, and it's not too late to uh, try to help. Um, uh, for the consumer out there, it's uh, CRA.org. Uh, become a member, $35, and... Um, how, you know, a lot of people say, well, how does money end up helping this? It's because we have to get people to go in to see these people and pay them to do it, to go in to try to uh, put some knowledge and let, let them know what's yeah, really happening yeah. out there. Because not only are you wiping out um, manufacturers who, mean, who are working in uh, people like yourself in the, into this country, but look at the hundreds of people. I mean, you've got a lot of people working in, in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. which will be out of business. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's incredible, and, and it, it is, it's truly an attack on the middle class. I mean, yes. it's, it's uh, the strong will survive, um, whatever the FDA comes out with. But this is, this is an, an attack on, on, on truly the boutiques. Um, the, only the, only the, the strongest of the strong will, will survive. And uh, if, if it comes down the way it's written, and, and I read what from Barry what, what – uh, what the IPCPR put out, it was a weird. Just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. Yeah. It was it was kind of a weird weird avenue for them to put that out through it. It's tough to decipher what's going on. It's very there. difficult. Yeah, he, he he actually made some calls. And we're going to talk about it today and, and kind of break it down to exactly what that meant, and we'll have it on the show today uh, of what that. Uh, came out to be but one, for, one minute you're thinking it's not going to be armageddon or catastrophic yeah, yeah. and the next minute you are and and uh, i thought things at ease but that 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 ipcpr uh, post yeah. was a little worrisome they're not uh they're not going through this long process and nothing's going to happen we, we're all now at this point knowing something is going to happen and hopefully it's not going to be as devastating as it is but whatever it is we have to zig and zag and figure out the ways around it i certainly worry about a company like yours that um, doesn't have the years into it what what moves do they make mm-hmm. um but um you know hopefully we can do something and it's going to be uh, the help of everybody it's every manufacturer it's every retailer and it's every consumer to, to get on board of this because it affects us all in a lot of ways. Is it just 2007 for sales into the U.S.? So could no. a, could a brand have existed beforehand in China? Yes. And then come into the U.S.? Yes. Well, there's the answer. No, it isn't. It hasn't been around since 2007. <laughs> Doctor the paperwork. <laughs> yes. Yes. Doctor the paperwork. Uh, well, they're going to they're have lots of guidelines and, and proof and all kinds of things going to happen. But we'll, we'll get into it anyway. Uh, an odd question. So as Roberto P. Duran, what was the P? Just curious. Well, the funny thing is that what I've known Roberto for quite some time, but it was Roberto Palayo. Palayo is his last Palaio. name. Oh, really? Roberto Palayo. And um, uh, Duran is, uh, I believe, his mom's maiden name. So Okay. It, it, Everybody in the industry knew him as Roberto Palaya. Oh, wow. And now it's Roberto P. and Duran. Okay. Now, is there something in the, in the Cuban culture of, that that happens? Because I see a lot of people, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, you know, and Paying his father. And to the mother's, the mother, mother's side. That they actually use their, um, their mother's maiden name as. Uh, you don't see it very often, but, yeah, but yeah I, guess, I guess it could be something attributed to the Latin uh, Cuban community. Yeah, your wife's saying uh, two last names. Two. They carry, both, carry names. both names. Yeah, it, it's not in in the U.S. culture at all. What happens when you get to the next generation? One guy's carrying two names coming into the marriage. She's got the new name. Now the kid has three names. 
No, he's going to go to uh, he's going to go to his mother and father's name. Why would there be another name? Well, if they're going to drop off the Palayo Duran is what he's going with, and then he has a kid. Then the kid's going to be Palayo Duran plus whatever the mother's. The mother's last well, I was going to use the mother. The that's true. The mother's last name. So Palayo won't exist anymore. Correct. It'll be Duran in Duran's wife's no, last name. Duran will not exist. You are correct. Yeah. Man, you so think that Palaio the FDA regulations are confusing. All these rules on Latin names. No, I know. I have I, a headache. I, yeah. I, I, and, the, and does that happen in Cuba, too? That's how they, they do it? All Hispanics do that. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of it. I could be Lopez Torano. That's got a ring to it. So I got a question for you from the... Who does? You I know. got a question from you from the chat room from our friend Rudy in Canada. And he was curious on what your opinion on Cuban cigars are and what do you think will happen once the embargo ends? Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. thought you dodged the bullet, didn't you? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My opinion on Cuban cigars are they're not the same. Um, I'm I'm a big uh, proponent and a defender of uh, Mr. Garofalo's journal. Thank you, uh, thank from, you. From that, over there, and that's I've, two years. I've been <laughs> I've been in quite a few uh, debates on a cigar on another cigar uh, sites with with, uh, for lack of a better word, the Cuban fanboys who yes. uh, who really just swear by Cubans, even though. And they listen, don't, they don't know. This guy's in Canada. Like. He's getting legitimate. It's it's Cuban. what you, right. it's what you like, and you never in your your write up. Ah. You never said anything that bad about it. You yeah. just reported yeah. what you saw. Listen, if you like Cuban cigars and you can source them legally, and you're not breaking the law, and, and when, that's your flavor. And when they're legally, buy them from me. You know, because I'll be selling them and pushing them. And, and somebody you know. actually told me that that uh, that that one of the arguments was that that Dave. Uh, that, that that you were bashing them because they they took a hit on you and I said well that's absolutely not true yeah. number one the the percentage of people buying Cuban cigars on the internet does not put a hit on anybody no, no. doesn't put a hit on anybody right now and I said and I guarantee you the day Cuban cigars and the embargo is over Dave will be one of the first people to have them in his store well um, so. It, if you guys are buying cigars, Dave's going to sell them to you. Yeah. So, no. And the, the situation will just be that it's buyer beware because we know that there are some construction issues. And, and hopefully they, they heard what I said. I know they did. They heard what I said, and they improve it. I hope I'm part of the solution, not part of the problem. Listen, the, day, right. the day that the manufacturers and the families that were forced to leave are allowed to go back oh, yeah. and put into practice in Cuba, on Cuban soil, what they have honed in Nicaragua yes. and, and, and the Dominican Republic. That's going to be some spectacular. Yeah. Does Durant and still I, have ties to Cuba? Will they be able to do that? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> That's called a no comment. Yeah. And, uh, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> and, and I'll be interested in uh, in, in uh, Boy, there's nothing off the record. Man, anymore. it sounds like it sounds like you guys <laughs> had a meeting. We got to pull whatever we can get out. You had a meeting and beforehand, the, and he's like, "All right, you can't talk about this. You can't oh talk about God. that." And then uh, I, I will be very interested to try some Cuban Nicaraguan blends. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, yes, that, that's going to be it, very interesting. as an ingredient. Oh my goodness! Oh, because yeah. it has a different taste. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's construction problems, that has nothing to do with the raw tobacco itself. Right. Of what it is, so use it as a component, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people like it. So uh, we're going to have Miguel on in a minute. You're welcome to sit and sit in if you oh, want. I love to, to sit in and listen okay. to Miguel. Good. good. I want to hear about the Ten Commandments. There we go. Uh, when we come back, uh, he started off as a consumer and uh, knew how to act in a cigar store. 
and then made his way through the cigar industry. That's as far as I knew. I thought he was always a consumer. Later, I found out that uh, he's out there uh, in the business. Uh, he knows what the right from wrong and actually wrote something called the Ten Commandments to the Cigar Smoker. And he's right as far as I'm concerned. Every year we bring this up. Lots of backlash that happens right from the very beginning. Let's see if it happens again because we're going to bring the man on himself. Today we bring on the author Miguel Sodell from Roberto P. Duran or Duran Cigars now to see if he has changed his mind in any way or if he's even stronger component of what he originally first said. Uh, one of my favorites thing to talk about on the show is coming up in just minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if your palate is hungry like a wolf and you happen <laughs> to be smoking a Duran cigar, you smoke them back-to-back, you got Duran, Duran. Always go. remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. 
This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, gal. Woo! Shake it back. Do it. Welcome back to our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. In this hour, nobody wants to be told what to do and what not to do. But sometimes it needs to be told. You don't want to be talked out behind your back, right? So we're going to do it directly to your face, all cigar smokers out there, how you act inappropriately. And we're going to bring the author of the Ten Commandments of Cigars to do it. Uh, No, not God, but the closest thing we've found to it, Miguel Sodell. Um, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube, where you can set it and forget it on both. Any quick notes on the uh, Roberto P. Duran signature cigar? I'll tell you, that nuttiness carried right through, and I found a little bit of bounce back and forth. It would get a little nutty and a little sweet, and then bounce over into a little bit of the tannic quality that you find from the skin of those roasted nuts. It's nutty, man. It's nutty. Nutty. It's very complex. Jonathan knows a lot about nuts. He knows nuts. Complex. Very complex. This one, uh, the next cigar we're going to light up is Azan Burgundy. This is an amazing cigar because not only is it very, very good cigar, the price is ridiculous. A lot of people aren't going to go to it because they're going to look at a $4 cigar and say, no, it can't be that good. So push the price aside. Don't pay attention that you're only paying $4 for a cigar, but actually smoke the cigar, pay attention to it. You're going to be amazed because I think it's mispriced, to be honest with you. I'm not asking you to raise it. Leave it alone. But uh, it's a wonderful cigar, and, and it should be twice the price. Not a little bit more. It should be twice the price. Azan Burgundy. Uh, right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So we'll cut our cigar, and uh, this is an amazing one. So... Uh, um, I was going to say Barry, but we might as well ask you. Tell us, um, Jack, a little about Azan. Jack? 
Jack. Oh, I thought you were talking to Miguel. I, I thought I was just a guest on this. No, but tell us about uh, about this. You want to know about the Burgundy? Yeah. Uh, the Burgundy is, uh, again, we grow our, all our own wrappers. Uh, the Burgundy is our, our, our most affordable of, uh, of the uh, premium line. Um, it's got a little, uh, little sweetness to it. Um, definitely uh, commonly mistaken for a more expensive cigar. Yes. Um, we, we are very proud of it. We are, uh, it, it moves very well, not only here, um, all across the U.S. It's uh, one of our best sellers. Yeah, you should be. It's just amazing. It, it blows my mind how, how really good it is. Jonathan, we're going to use the uh, Lotus here. We're using the Lotus T4 $59.99 table lighter. Uh, there are other lighters on the market that are about this size with four jets that retail for $99.99, but not this one. The T4 retails for $59.99. It's got a huge tank, a little bit too big to carry around in your pocket. If you've got big pockets like Jack, you could probably pull it off. I call it the fat man's pocket lighter. Is that a lighter in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? A little bit of both. Yes. yes. A little bit of both. Always happy to see yeah, you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so uh, we'll give this one a light. And, again, um, we're looking at a $4 cigar, folks. Look for this cigar and give it a try. I'm telling you, Azan, Burgundy, amazing cigar, box of 20. It's a box buy all day long. All day. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a sweet, a sweet red table wine. Okay. Right off the bat. So we're going to bring him on right now. And I, I've been looking to get a hold of him because we did this right from uh, our first year on the Cigar Authority. Uh, e- even before the Cigar Authority, I would let people see this uh, because I thought it was so important that something was put out like this. And um, it was Miguel Sadell who did it. It's the Ten Commandments of Cigars, which is basically telling you how you should be acting as a consumer in a cigar shop. Miguel, are you there? I'm here, my friend. I'm here. Uh, very nice to talk to you. I don't think I've ever met you, have I? Yeah, we met. Uh, I was a national sales manager with Torano Cigars, and I'd uh, met with you in your office. Oh, really? Uh, a couple of times when Mr. Jonathan was there. That's and right. I was with uh, how did Brian Vroman. How did, Brian Vroman was our how did that go? <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. That's why. And I didn't real, realize who you were, but I would have loved to uh, get into this with you, but we'll do that today. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you were, you were the ones that, one of the ones that we had your throat cut on that acquisition also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack and I both got uh, – uh, Jack and I seem to follow each other around everywhere. We're going to keep working with each other, I think, forever. So we both got uh, – lost our jobs at Taranya together. We both joined Taranya together. I mean, uh, Duran together, so. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, um, so I, I had looked at this before, uh, an important document you wrote. Did you write this as you were a broker out there selling cigars? Yeah, well, uh, this is my 13th year in the business, uh, in the cigar business. This is my 13th year. I I originally worked for CAO Cigars, and I worked for when the Osgeners owned it, and then I moved on to Taranio when they sold. Oh, my God. uh, So with Taranio until they sold. So So you build them up. And I I wrote this as a rep. Yeah, I wrote this as a rep. Okay. So, Uh, Miguel, you knew Steve Facenda then over at CAO, correct? Steve Facenda was a great friend. In fact, um, the anniversary back in, is oh, passing. Back in 07, 08, uh, I'll never forget. Steve and I obviously worked together because we were both reps for uh, CAO. But before I was a rep for CAO, before that, he was doing – he was coming to the uh, Big Smokes, doing photography for us. So I got to know him before he became a rep with us and obviously when he was a rep for us. But no, 08, I remember I was um, – 
I was very sick. I actually had a brain tumor. Oh. And at that same time, Facinda was having, I think, his hip replaced or his knee replaced or something. So him and I were always laid up in bed, and we'd call each other like, hey, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? How you feeling today? So uh, a lot of love for Facinda. May he rest in peace. What a, what a great man and a great family man. He, he, was, he was one of the best. For those who don't know, Steve Facinda was the rep for New York, New Jersey, and today happens to be the anniversary of his passing. Uh, so I just mm-hmm. thought it was a good time to remember him, that the two worked together. Wow. And what year was that? So you help build up companies, and unfortunately those companies get built up, they get sold off, and you move on and brush yourself off, and hopefully... Let's uh, hope that streak ends. Yeah, hope, hopefully it ends, <laughs> and, and the FDA doesn't do it to the, to the next round of it. But uh, I, yeah. I, I feel for you guys, and, and uh, I'm in awe of you brushing yourself off and staying in the industry and moving on from that point. Uh, but moving on to the Ten Commandments of Cigars is uh, things you apparently saw in cigar shops that you thought were wrong. So is that why you put this together? Yeah, I did. I put this together some years ago, maybe four years ago, five years ago. It feels, it feels like forever long ago. I don't care if you're in the industry, out of the industry. The fact is we're all consumers in this business, right? Even Dave, you, you own the shops. They're your places. Mr. Jonathan, I mean, obviously, you're, you're there working and selling, but we're still consumers. Absolutely. Correct. And so as a rep, you see things, but also when you can turn that switch off and you're just hanging out in a shop and you're being a consumer, uh, you see things as well. And the more and more time I spent with retailers, the more and more time I spent with people, there were just things that really ticked me off, that really angered me. So I remember putting this together, and a good friend of mine, Mario Takayama, who uh, worked for Drew, uh, Jonathan Drew for a few years uh, out of Miami. He was uh, living out of Columbus. He just recently moved back to Japan. But he had a, uh, a blog, like a cigar blog, blog website, and he asked me to write a couple articles, and this is one of the ones that I wrote. And uh, I remember when this came out because that entire year I had stores printing them out, putting them in their lounges, putting them on their humidors. We did the uh, same, yeah. But it, worked pretty, it was actually it – it got a lot of attention. I, 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 and I remember reaching out to you. I sent you an email when I first saw it, and I asked if, if I was allowed to use this, and you said, of course. And um, we did. We did the same thing. I did everything, but I always thought of making a, a poster, frame it, and actually, you know, make it look like uh, it, it was, uh, you know, put on rocks, basically, as the Ten Commandments, uh, because it, it is so good. So I'd like to go through them if, if, if we could. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the number one you, one, which, yeah. Did, did you ever see the picture that we had with it? No. It was Moses smoking a cigar. Oh, no oh, kidding. Nice. Well, nice. <laughs> So it was originally it was originally the 15 commandments, but we dropped one of the uh, one of the stones. So it's, <laughs> nice. it's down, yeah. down to ten. History of the world. It's okay, I've, I've written I've written the first amendment to it, which we'll get into in a minute. Okay, so starting at the very top, we get very controversial. This is this is the big one, folks. Uh, Thou shall not bring cigars purchased from online or other stores to another cigar shop. Only cigars purchased from said cigar shop to be smoked at said cigar shop. Very simple, and um, Chuck was just saying earlier, I would never in my, in my wildest imaginations ever even consider doing it, but we as retailers see this happen every single day. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I think, I think 
sometimes you have to put it in in terms that I think others will understand. You know, you tell people, do you do do you bring your own beer to a bar? Do you bring your own steak to a to a steakhouse? Well, no. Don't bring another cigar to another cigar. I just it's disrespectful. You know, so you got to support people, and um, if you love the shop. You got to support them. And, and how do we do that in this country? You got to spend your money and you got to make sure that you guys are around for the for for forever. Yeah. You know, we and, want you guys to be strong and be around. I, and I will, we'll get the, the letters that will come in uh, looking for ways around it. Is it OK if I brought a cigar into smoke at the cigar shop and I bought a different cigar for later and I smoked the cigar I brought in? No. Uh, is it okay if if I came into the cigar shop and I got a cigar already burning and it's almost low and I was driving with it and coming to the cigar shop? Of course. It's coming in. You came in to go shopping to buy cigars. Of course. But you don't go sit in the lounge and smoke that cigar. And, and uh, what about if, I, if uh, I get a Cuban cigar from a buddy of mine that gave it to me as a gift and I want to go smoke it in that lounge? Absolutely not. It's uh, fake. Yeah, there's yeah. no. It's, yeah, first off, it's fake, and, and second is there's no um, there's no gray area here, right? This is it. This is it. I mean, I think it's clear cut. I don't think you make any exceptions. I think as a retailer, I think everyone needs to stand pretty strong on this principle. Uh, to me, it's common sense. I mean, you just you don't do that. You know what I mean? You you, you uh, I, I think you try to support. Your retailers, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, Jack and I, you know, when we go into shops and we visit stores together, uh, a lot of retailers will say, hey, let me give you a cigar. I know you guys are on the road. You're always smoking your own stuff. Let me give you a cigar. But Jack and I both will say, hey, look, you know, um, let me buy that. Let me let me ring your register. You know, Absolutely. even on this side of the business, you want to show your support. And, and I think consumers need to understand uh, the simple principle. And that's why it's number one in the top ten commands. And I'll, I'll tell you, from a retail standpoint, working in the store as the manager, I very much appreciate and respect the reps that step up and offer to buy the cigars. Absolutely. They're trying to trying to smoke something new. And you know what? Sometimes we force it down their throat and say, no, 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 it's fine. Here, please, yeah. on me. But, yeah. but the same goes for us as the retailer that uh, we're set up. The display is all, all here, and, and um, he may have his own cigars there. But I grab a cigar that is uh, uh, his brand, yeah. but one that we already bought and we already own, and that's the one I'm going to smoke, not one that you're going to give me. I already have them, and you don't have to give me a cigar. I've already bought it. If it's a line that we don't carry yet or haven't seen yet, of course, here's the sample of it I want to try, and we have to see if we want to buy it, I understand. But not an existing cigar brand you're already carrying retailers to take it from them. You already have your own, and they're using that as a tool to try to help sell more cigars. If you take yep. it from them, that, that's no good Listen, either. Listen, at the, at the end of the last two events, I wanted to try. You have cigars here that I don't see anywhere. Yeah, and I wanted to try a couple of cigars, and and I and I had to fight because they wouldn't let me pay for it, but I was desperately trying to pay. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. Because you're trying and, to do the and, right and, thing, and, and, and that's as long as you try to do the right thing, in it, um, that's the whole thing. If, if somebody wants to be gracious enough to to give it, okay, but don't expect it, which mm. is going to take um, take us to number two. Thou shall not brag about the cigar brand you're smoking. Um, how much your cigar costs or how rare it is. Nobody likes a snob. Let's talk about that. I think you get that a lot in at events. I think you get that a lot with, um, uh, look, this is a hobby. It's a fun hobby, right? We, we love cigars. But you always have that guy who who wants to make himself feel better, like he's better than you. He's, he's, got, he's got more expensive cigars. He's got the rarest of the rare, you know. 
uh, my cigar is five years old. You know, well, I got one at home that's 10 years old. You know, I, uh, the one up mentality. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah so it's always try to one up someone. And I always think of it as look, if you're in a lounge and a guy smoking a $4 cigar and a guy smoking a $20 cigar, uh, the fact is they're both smoking cigars. Enjoy yeah. it. You know, yeah, there's a camaraderie. Get rid there. of this. Yeah, get rid of the snobbery. I mean, I just that's crazy to me. Yeah, and I see it a lot, man. I see it a lot. And most likely, if you're saying, "Listen, I, this is a rare cigar. This is something you brought into the store because if it was that rare, it wouldn't be on that on that shelf." So it, it really takes you back to number one, number three. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it, it all stems down to this number one here. Uh, but thou, thou shall not mistreat a cigar. Your cigar was proper. Your cigar probably unraveled because you cut it improperly or burned cricket because you lit it wrong. Um, if all else fails, ask for help. Listen, we're, we're, we're guys. We don't ask for directions. We don't ask for help. But we see it. We, we teach people how to cut and light a cigar. They've been smoking cigars for many, many years as we see them doing it wrong. But they take it very personal. Listen, I've been smoking cigars longer than you've been around, and they, and they take it to a negative level. There's no, there's no need to do that. We're only trying yep. to help. And, you know, we stand behind the product. Your cigar unravels. I'm going to give you another one. But the second time I watch you do it and you're doing it wrong, we've got to kind of jump in now and help you. Yeah, you know, I, I see this all the time. Uh, you know, I see a guy cut so much off the end of a cigar, and it's unraveling, and, and it doesn't matter if it's the cigar that I'm representing or someone else's cigar, and they ultimately will maybe start bashing that brand or whatever it is. And you just want to say, man, look, I know you say you've been smoking for 30 years, but you just cut the entire you know, head of that cigar off. Yeah, the band There's is not the line of demarcation. together anymore, you yeah. know? Yeah, it doesn't the thing, the thing that I see a lot of is is I'll get somebody to come and, and complain and say, you know, your cigar cracked. And I'll say, where, where did it crack? Under the band. And I said, well, how do you know it cracked under the band? Right. Well, well right before I light it, I take the band off. Yeah, we well, go. that's your first mistake. There we go. Well, don't do that. Let let a little heat get to that band. It'll soften it up and it'll come right off. Absolutely. Um but that, that's one of the, the big mistakes. There's missing education in this industry. That's, that's what we're hoping to do on this radio show, and th this was a big, big part of it. Uh, thou shall not abuse a cigar. It's not okay to buy a double Corona and cut it in half. Putting out the cigar and saving it for tomorrow is considered ignorant. It's actually not going to taste good, and there's a, there's a lot wrong with, with that. What do you say on that one? Well, that was just kind of a fun one. You know, uh, I see guys all the time that uh, – uh, they're always trying to do something. I literally have been at events where a guy will buy a big cigar, cut it in half, and give one to his buddy and him smoke one. And you just – at least for me, because, you know, we're in the industry. We love this industry. We, we work so darn hard on trying to make that cigar perfect, perfect draw, make it, you know, the roll perfect and, and draw. And, and we just want that to be perfect. And then to see someone abuse it. Uh, just drives me crazy. Yeah, you got you got the the poor blender that put that blend together, and you just cut his blend in half. And the, the exact spot the cigar was going to develop. <laughs> yeah, one guy yep. has the developing part, and the other guy has the part that's never going to arrive. You just you buy it, buy two robustos. If you're going to abuse it, abuse it the way Bill Clinton did. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I love Jack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five is thou surest cigars properly. Buy a humidor or rent a locker in a cigar shop. Respect the hard work that goes into these hand-rolled products. So uh, we, we get a lot of people saying, uh, yeah, I get my cigars. Um, 
ret the guy returns half a box uh, months after he's had the cigars, uh, and he keeps his cigars uh, in the refrigerator, which is, yeah. you know, uh, totally ridiculous. It's a dehumidifier. It, it sucks moisture out, does the opposite. So the guy's ignorant of what to do. He doesn't know, and he does the wrong thing because he's not willing to go to the humidor, you know why? Because he doesn't smoke all that many cigars is usually the, the uh, explanation. When we know that guy needs the humidor more than me. I smoke five a day. I can get to a box in four days. I really don't need a humidor uh, buying by the box, but somebody who smokes a little bit needs it more. Yeah, man. I, you know, I look at it as, as a guy who is dabbling in the hobby, and it's like, look, man, go to your cigar shop. Buy a humidor. Nine out of ten shots will teach you how to set that humidor up. And if you do it properly, you know, especially like with the Boveda packs and things, you don't have to babysit them. And store your cigars properly because I've seen that. I've seen guys bring back cigars and say, hey, I've had these. I bought these, you know, last month, and they're, they're dry. They're not, you know, drawing. And, and I literally have heard people say, well, I've just left them in my car. Oh. You know, why, why are they losing humidity? And, and they're in a Ziploc. And, and yeah. you just, you know, and I just think to myself, man, if, if some of these rollers knew what, what yeah. some of these guys did to this product, they would go crazy. Terrible, terrible. Thou shalt not bitch about the price of cigars. Every state has different tobacco taxes. Every shop has a different markup. If you do not like it, find it at another place to buy. Find another place to buy your cigars. Yeah, I mean, I think this is another one like like the number one on this list. I think it could be very controversial, but every shop has a different markup. If you typically cigar bars have a higher markup, mom and pops have a different markup. Big mega shops have different markups and every state has a different tax. I, I try to educate on people. I try to educate people when I do events about OTP, other tobacco products tax. If, if a lot of people don't even know what an OTP is yeah. and they'll say, Hey man, I was in this state on vacation or I was driving through and their cigars are $2 cheaper. Man, this local cigar shop's trying to rip me off. Yeah. No, he's not trying to rip you off. He just has things like the OTP that affect his tax rate that on I mean, his cigars that he has to pay. There's no way around it. You know, and, and you can get, and, uh, you can and get support it your guys, you, you know, can, support your retailers, man. It depends where their store is, the size of their building, their real estate yep. taxes, their employees that they have, uh, and, and what, uh, the, the wages around there. There's so much that goes into their running their operation and to somebody to say the guy, uh, in the next town is 20 cents cheaper than you. Uh, never mind $2. I mean, we hear it as low as cents cheaper or the guy online is, is cheaper. Just don't even say it. Choose not to buy it if that's the way it is. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's one thing if you're walking in and you've got an uneducated re retailer with uneducated staff and you feel like you're, you're overpaying because you're not getting the customer service. But if you walk in, you get great service. You like the guys you shop with. You trust their recommendations. You know what? Buy a cigar that's a little bit less money like the Azan. And shut up. Yeah, if if you if you went if you went to one store and they had brand X at five dollars, you're used to spending four dollars. You come in, you want to spend four dollars. Find a, a cigar at the price level that you want to spend. Maybe not necessarily that cigar if that's the way way it is. And this is the way the economy rolls. That right. if they don't end up selling that five dollar cigar, they'll send the sell the four dollar cigar. Keep them in business because the day is going to come. There's going to be no place to go if 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 you absolutely continue to this act is the this last way. bastion. This is the last place you have. Yep. Uh, thou shall not be rude uh, uh, about smoking cigars. 
We cigar smokers are respectable, tax-paying people. You respect you, all of us. You while, represent all of us. You represent all of us while you are smoking cigars. Yeah, you know, I think this is. Uh, I think this is very important. I have met so many great cigar people who, you know, either maybe you're maybe you're at uh, you're watching your kid play ball or something, you know, and you're smoking a cigar and the sidelines are close, and someone says, "Oh, that bothers me." Oh, no problem. I'll walk down a little further. You know, yeah. A lot of cigar smokers are just good people we're willing we don't want to you know we don't want to smoke a cigar in an applebee's you know what i mean yeah yeah we don't want to we're respectable people and you know sometimes you'll see a cigar person who who just uh, gives us all a bad name they're looking for a fight go ahead they're looking for a fight is what really what it breaks down to yes yes i have the right to do this i'm going to throw it in your face and really the only reason you have the right is because so many of us do not throw it in people's faces let's not abuse it Move over exactly. a little bit. Walk down a little ways. It's not going to kill you to watch your kid's game from 10 more feet away. You know what I've seen yep. uh, on social media? It drives me crazy because it's not good for anybody. Of somebody standing next to a no-smoking sign, smoking a cigar. In other words, yeah. put, putting their middle finger up, screw you, and that's it. And I'm like, that's not good for anybody right there. You know? No. No, I mean, look, if someone doesn't want smoking around their building... This is America. So yeah. be it. I'm not going to smoke in front of your building. I'm going to go smoke somewhere else where I'm wanted, yeah. where, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to offend anybody. You know what I mean? I want to enjoy my cigar and I want you to enjoy your life. If smoking isn't your thing, well, then, you know, let's let's not be near each other. You know, I don't need to smoke it in front of you and blow the smoke in your face. I just think that gives us all a bad name. Okay, the next one's got to hit uh, really uh, right to your heart as a cigar rep out there. Thou shall not go to a cigar Event, expecting a free cigar. If you can't afford one, you shouldn't have gone to the event. If you do receive a free cigar and, and enjoy free refreshments, buy something. No one likes a mooch. Ugh. I think I think this is very important as well. Uh, look, as a cigar rep, my job is to work with the retailer, to do events, to do tastings, to help promote the brand, to ring their register. So... When I, when I put on an event and the retailer says, all right, um, you know, I'm going to run a special, buy three, get one, whatever it is, I'll supply some refreshments. Well, you know, they're putting money out, and you want to see people who partake, who come to the event to partake, they get free drinks or whatever, ring the register. You know, some shop owners say, hey, look, uh, first 20 guys to show up, first 30 guys to show up, I want them to get a free cigar. Can you do that? Okay, I'll, I'll work with you on that. And then the guys that show up, smoke it, and just leave. Yeah, I just I don't know how they're raised (laughs) to to be that way. I mean, I I can't even imagine it. I'll tell you this. uh, I was in Costco the other day and they were giving out free samples of this particular cheese. Right. And I and I took a sample and I and I tried it out. And uh, the lady's staring at me hard, you know. And I go, you know what? I'm buying this block of cheese regardless if I like it or not. I'm buying this damn cheese. Yeah, it's uh, the right thing to do. You're tasting it. It's not terrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy the it. The worst is the, the guy sitting in the lounge talking to the other guys and says, well, if he wants me to buy a box of his cigars, he should give me one. Well, oh, that drives me crazy. That's the wrong – that's the, the complete wrong attitude to have. Like you said, your job as the rep is to come in and ring our register – not to give away the only thing no. that we sell. And you're there for information. If they need information about it, you're there to tell them, and you're representing the brand. It's not a free-for-all, and uh, it's got to stop. It's got to. Thou shalt yeah. not be fooled about fake cigars. Those Cubans you bought on the cruise for 50 bucks were fake. <laughs> Don't go around bragging about them. People are laughing behind your back. 
amen to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think this hits home to so many guys. Uh, you know, I've been in cigar shops where in the lounge guys are trading cigars. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. At least, at least once a year, I've seen a guy break out the Cohiba Glass with the top. acrylic top. Yeah. With the, yeah, with the acrylic top and go look around, you know, and go, hey, boys, I got something from a cruise ship. I'm going to share with you guys right now. Yeah. And there's always guys in there going, well, man, come on, man. Like, don't even give me that. You know, that, that is so fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's just silly. It's, it's silly. You know what I mean? It's just completely silly. Yeah, they're uninformed. If you want, if you want good stuff, uh, you know, do your research. Find out. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with women, I'm sure, with purses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, guys with cigars. All right. And by buying fake stuff, all you're doing is supporting the guys that are out there that are breaking the law, that are that don't care about trade trademark, you know, law or, or whatever it may be. Uh, stop supporting these guys that are selling fake cigars, fake knockoffs. Right. They, need to, go, they need to go away. Absolutely. And the last one, always have an extra cigar on hand. You never know when you may run into a brother of the leaf that needs a cigar in a pinch. You can make a new friend. And I'll tell you, this has worked for me for hundreds and hundreds of times out there because I keep cigars on hand in my car, wherever I go. There's always something, and somebody is looking, and I said, would you like one? And they're so happy, and I made friends, and I made new customers, and I made uh, lifelong friends. From yeah. uh, it's, It means so much to somebody when they don't have one in a pinch. They would have, you know, you end up in a ball field or something like that, and it, it's okay to smoke, and the guy's like, wow, I wish I had a cigar at this moment because he didn't bring it. It's awesome. People, people yeah, it always, people always ask, ask me what the best cigar I've smoked. The best cigar I've smoked is one that I've shared with a friend or a yeah. new friend yes. over that, great conversation. Yeah. And, if, and the, the doesn't matter if it's a $2 stick or a $20 you're stick. You're a hell of a conversationalist, too, Jeff. I am. I, to say. I am. You, you, you're missing <laughs> you know, the whole thing of cigars <laughs> if you're not sharing. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I remember when I go to the airport, you know, I've got a pocket full of cigars, and I know that I'm not going to smoke them, you know, because by the time I get to my destination, I'm going to hand them all out. But I think it's great. You're standing in line to get on the plane, and the guy goes, oh, man, you got cigars. I love smoking cigars with my son, and, that, and I love to hand him one and say, hey, I work in the industry. Yeah. Here's one for you. Here's one for your son. And, well, uh, you know, God bless a, you, brother. That guy's a mooch, you know? and, and, I, and I learned that. I learned that from actually Mickey Pegg. Who yeah. was our VP of sales over at uh, CAO? Oh, he used yeah. to go through the airport with a pocket full of cigars, and then wherever his last stop, his destination was, he'd had nothing left. You know, yeah. I just I, I think it's good. I, I think it's good for people, and uh, I think cigar smokers are truly good-hearted, good-natured people. And uh, to give a give a friend a cigar is, is special. You know, really special. I, I will really quickly. Let, yep. let me tell you one one little that that could be number eleven. Okay, and it happens at just about every event. It happened at one of one of one of the, the earlier events where I'm I'm describing the cigars. I'm talking about the deals. I'm talking about everything, and now the customer wants to tell me their history and how knowledgeable they are and yeah. how much they know about yeah. cigars. And it ends the same way. They pick up one of my cigars and start smelling the cello. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That 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 tells. Us right away yeah. who you are. Yeah. Don't smell the cello. You're smelling plastic. You're don't, not don't, smelling. Don't, don't be a know-it-all. I mean, there's so, there's so much that yeah. can be added to this, Jonathan. I yeah, I got, I got my first amendment, which is thou shalt not put the cigar all the way to the back of your throat and tickle your uvula with it yeah. and then use my cutter. <laughs> 
Buy your own damn cutter if that's how you want to do your cigars. But I, I cut mine dry, so my cutter's clean, and I would prefer it if you kept it Mister, Mr. Jonathan, that is so true. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have a cutter that I use. And I actually had a guy lick his cigar once and say, hey, can I use your cutter? And I remember I reached over and grabbed one of the store cutters and handed it to him. He goes, whoa, whoa, your cutter's too good for me. And uh, I said, oh, no, man, I just I always use my cutter. But the truth was I cut my cigar dry. Yeah. I don't want you licking your cigar and deep-throating your cigar yeah. and using my cutter. Amen. I don't want that. Slobber all over it and then use it. And we clean the, the uh, cutters that we use at the counter when people don't have it. But the, the answer is buy a DM cutter. I mean, you can buy them for a couple of dollars. <laughs> get your own yeah. cutter. Get your own lighter. Get your own tools. Show up with your tools. Uh, or buy them again. You know, and you should have some in your car and have one in your pocket. And have, if you're a cigar smoker, you need the tools. And, and it can't be that every time you go everywhere, we have regulars that come in the store uh, just about every day. They have no lighter. They have no cutter. Every single day, it's the same thing. Buy a lighter and cutter. Buy the tools that you need. You Don't be a tool. Bastard. Use your own tool. Right. Don't be a tool. All right. So this begs the question <laughs> for, uh, for you, Miguel. First, what is of the, the Duran cigar lines, what is your favorite? And why? Well, for me, the Azan White is is my favorite cigar. Uh, it has a beautiful, beautiful Ecuador uh, Corojo wrapper on it, and it's a lighter Corojo wrapper. So we fermented a shorter amount of time, and the the filler and binder are Nicaraguan. There is a leaf of Brazilian Matafina in the filler as well. Uh, that cigar to me is just smooth, medium bodied, and just a hint, a hint of spice in the background. That's what I really love. So I smoke more of the Azan White than anything else. Uh, but I will tell you, when I don't have a lot of time, I like to smoke the uh, Azan Burgundy, the little short Campana, which is the little Bellicoso. I love that little cigar. And um, that's really where I kind of stick around. Those are the two lines that I smoke a lot of, Azan White and Azan Burgundy. What about you, and, Jack? Uh, Actually, the, hmm? the Azan Maduro, the, uh, the the sweetness of that Azan Maduro is is just just does it for me, just does it for me. I, lo- I love that cigar. Uh, and and I, the great thing about the Azan Maduro is really talk, telling the story of the wrapper. All three Azan lines have the same wrapper. They're all Ecuador Corojo. It's just they're 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 fermented for a different amount of time. You know, you have for the white, you know, four months. The Burgundy is like five months, six months. And then you have the Maduro, which is 22 months of fermentation and working that wrapper. That's almost two years to get it to that natural Maduro state. And that's why we call it the natural Maduro, because there's no cooking. There's no dying. There's nothing artificial to that wrapper. It's 22 months of of working it, fermentation, getting it to that natural Maduro flavor and color. I'm sorry. i got to try one now. As usual, Miguel, you've spoken way too long, and they got the Academy Award music going. (laughs) (laughs) Miguel, Miguel, thank you so so much uh, for your Ten Commandments. There's a consensus up here, Miguel. Shave that ISIS beard you got going on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's getting hot up here. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for for joining us, and we'll have you on again. Uh, We're going to go to break, everybody. Uh, Guess who's coming on the Cigar Authority? We're going to look through our calendar and see. Uh, We have Old Fart Freddy standing by and a... uh, um, what's news? Barry's got a lot of news to tell you about. So stick around, everybody. We're live from the Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studios, and we're going to be back in minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex 
and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. This is John Hart from Brewer State and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retail Radio Network. And we're live back at the Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studio. Cigar news, bad and good coming up and the answers to last week's questions and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Barry, new cigars hitting the shelves and trademarks. What do you got? Well, each week we share the newest cigars to arrive at twoguyscigars.com, as well as all Two Guys Smoke Shops. And this week, those additions are the Perdomo Special Craft Series, which is a cigar specifically blended with the beer enthusiast in mind. The Connecticut is meant to be enjoyed with a nice Pilsner-style beer, while the Sun Grown pairs well with Amber, and the Maduro is meant to be enjoyed with a stout. Very They're all dynamite. They're yeah. all dynamite. They're all good. Also this week saw the arrival of the new Asylum Nyctophilia, which is a TAA exclusive, and it features a San Andreas Maduro wrapper over Maduro binder and fillers, making this triple Maduro a Nyctophiliac's dream. Mm-hmm. And a Nyctophiliac is a person who loves the nighttime or the dark. And being that the cigar is dark, it's right up in Nyctophilia's alley. How, how strength-wise is it? Medium plus. Yeah, okay. Um, the following trademark applications for registration were submitted this week under tobacco products. And La Aurora has filed for Aurora Barrel Aged, which Here is a go. cigar they released many years ago. Yeah. Which poses the question, could it be making a comeback? There we go. And that's this week's new arrivals and trademarks. While you're enjoying life for its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more gentlemanlike and more debonair is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. gentlemen and this is the gentleman's way it's brought to you by debonair cigars and rum debonair cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life today gentlemen tie goes to the gentleman that's right what to do when it's you versus another guy and there's one left for example You and your hombre open the fridge at the same time. There's one beer left. 
who gets it. As the debonair gentleman, you give it up and give it to your friend. You and your buddies arrive at a crowded bar, and there's only one seat left at said bar. What do you do? As the debonair gentleman, you give it up and you give it to your friend. You and your friends, say a group of six people, are waiting for a cab. It arrives and there's only room for five people. You, being debonair, offer up your seat and you give it away. Lastly here, you and your single friend meet a lovely single woman who you are both very interested in. She's smart, she's witty, she's attractive. Screw that, you go for it. And hitting it (laughs) off with both of you equally. Who should go for the girl? This is the best man wins right here. Answer, you. The debonair debonair gentleman (laughs) always seizes an opportunity and acts first. I say you go for the threesome. (laughs) That's disgusting, As long as the swords don't touch. (laughs) That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair? Enough. Barry is not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely that was, that's not. That's gross. All right, so this is important. Bad news, Barry's got some bad news today. What do you got? Right, I'm going to pound through the first three ones. And uh, it's Massachusetts, Nantucket, you can't smoke on beaches. Gill, which is just outside of Boston, you, can't, you have to be 21 to smoke. Seattle bans smoking in parks with a $27 fine. And Waynesville, North Carolina, made it illegal to smoke on city sidewalks. But the question of the day or the evening was last night, IPCPR sent out an email um, to manufacturers, and the title of the email was, The FDA Announces Interim Enforcement Policy Related to Substantial Equivalence Facts Guidance. All right. It's not, it sounds very confusing and stuff, but so the folks understand that, this is guidance from the FDA about the deeming regulations, how to gear them up and get ready for what's about to happen is how I take this. Right. What this document goes on to explain is what makes a product a new product and a product that came before 2007. And they're sticking with that date, February 15th, 2007. The question was answered, does a change in packaging constitute a new product? Trying to read through it, it made absolutely no sense to me, so I reached out to Glenn Loop of CigarRights.org, and he said it simply lays out the process of the enforcement procedure for products deemed to be substantially equivalent to a product that's already in a, on the market. It's really a response to a lawsuit brought forth by cigarette companies but does have an effect on the cigar industry. They're seeking a ruling just because you change the packaging, it's not necessarily a new product. The FDA has set forth means to establish substantial equivalency that builds on those procedures. It's why the cigar industry is fighting to change the ruling from 2007 to after the final ruling of the FDA is made. Okay. The only way we're going to defeat this and the only way we're going to battle to win is with the funding of consumers. Retailers are doing their parts. Manufacturers are doing their parts. You have to join CigarRights.org. They're building a war fund. It's the only way we're going to fight this. Absolutely. Mm. CigarRights.org, $35. You become a member and part of the solution, not part of the problem. If you're listening to a free show, we've never charged 99 cents for the show. We never charged anything. All I ask you to do is do your part, $35 for a year. Please join. Now's the time. It's actually too late, but... It's never too late. Join now, CigarRights.org. Give me your $35. They need some money to fight. It, we're in big, big trouble here. And what they're proposing to do is change uh, the way 
uh, FDA will look at cigars is anything from February 15th, 2007 to today is not a cigar. It has to go through FDA regulations at that point. What they're saying here is, let's take the brand Avo, for instance. You know the packaging has changed on Avo. And if the packaging changed, does that make it a new cigar? And they're trying to say, no, it, it doesn't. You look at Camacho, the packaging change that Camacho did. It's been a brand since way before 2007. They changed the packaging the past couple of years. It's still the same cigar. The packaging changed. The problem that's going to happen in the future is after that point... They're going to say, now you can't change it. Right. 30 days from today's announcement, if it becomes official, it locks in the packaging change. So 30 days from now, the FDA does not change the interim report. That interim report is locked in. So 30 days from yesterday, no more changes will be able to made to a product's appearance. You know, my question is why? Like, why the hell does it matter? I don't get what the reasoning behind this. It makes no Nothing sense at all. Like, uh, but it be- certainly looks like this is what's going down. This is what's going to happen. It, it's, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, They're man. throwing up a bunch of crap so that in the end, whatever they decide, everyone's happy. They don't go this deep. It's ridiculous. Without, it's without, without really happening. <clears throat> So, uh, any good news, Mr. Jonathan? Give me <laughs> we, have, uh, we have an item of good news this week. Uh, it saw, we saw the Obama administration officially removing Cuba from the U.S. terrorism blacklist. Since, no, since announcing the intent to remove the island nation, no lawmaker tried to block the move, thus making the move official, which brings the end of the embargo one step closer to reality. All right. So, we're going we're gonna to end up seeing that happen. The question is, they better not change their packaging. Which is going to what it's going to come down to. So, uh, uh, where are we here? Last week's questions and answers. Barry, what do we got here? Well, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is, what cigar are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. Last week, we asked the question on the holiday weekend, do you bring cigars for other people to smoke when you go to a family outing? 41% of you said you bring good cigars. 35% you said you bring a good cigar for yourself, but dog rockets for others. (laughs) And 10% of you are greedy bastards that only bring cigars for yourself. And we learned today from Miguel that you bring cigars for other people, right? You, You be debonair and you do the right thing. This week's question, with Cuba being officially removed from the terror watch list, how long do you feel it will be before the embargo is lifted? There's a variety of answers to choose from, and as always, you can find where to vote on the right-hand side of the website, and beginning Monday, it will be easily located underneath the Roberto Duran the badge. Okay, beautiful. The question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is, what are you smoking, the answer should be, Duran Cigars. Yes, Experience the difference. Experience the difference. We're experiencing it right now, smoking the Azan, which is a uh, Duran cigar. Unbelievable for the price, I got to tell you. I'm not saying it because he's here. You've heard us say it as we were going through the contenders of the Cigar of the Year last year. Um, okay, uh, it's right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! 
It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. Thomas Lynn Bradford died February 6th 1921 in a less than tragic way. He locked himself in his apartment in Detroit, hermetically sealed the room from the inside, blew out the pilot on his gas heater, and turned it up. That, how, or why he died came as no surprise to anyone that had read his articles in the New York Times. Some weeks prior, he took an ad out looking for a spiritualist or a medium and found Ruth Doran, not to be confused with Doran Cigars. His plan was to kill himself to prove once and for all if there was communication from beyond the grave by sending it, Ruth a message post-mortem. Two weeks after his experiment, the medium reported zero communication and the New York Times ran its last story on Thomas Lynn Bradford with the headline, Dead Spiritualist, Silent. <laughs> That's insane. And why the hell wouldn't she just lie about it? Yeah. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice all about testing, but not to that degree. That's pretty final right there. That's it. Final answer is... Nine. That is it. Right to, now, it's time for the best tweets of the week, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. My favorite childhood memory is not paying bills. <laughs> Gluten-free, dairy-free, fat-free, just a couple of reasons to love a wine diet wine adam and eve were what? the first people to agree to the apple terms and conditions without reading them adam and eve apple you'll never understand if you if you need a cure for debilitating cancer simply dump them and start seeing an aquarius instead and uh, for the records ladies i'm an aquarius the best tweet i, I saw all these. week Somebody said to me they were named after their grandfather, and I said, of course you were. He was born before you. After, before. I get it. Today's social I media one. was brought to you by Recluse Cigars Rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. The great thing is next week I'm going to understand all of them because I'm doing them. It's a wine oh, diet. I wanted to do them. It's okay. A, it's a wine diet. But I got you busy, man. You're going to be interviewed. Next week is going to be interesting. Barry Stein is on the hot seat. man. What the? What's that? How about this? You want to do them? How about this? We each pick two of our favorite tweets. And let Chuck read them? Yeah, and we'll turn it into a question in a week. Who had the best tweets? There we go. Ah. All right. All right. We're on. Huh? We're going to turn it into a game. We're going to win. All I right. love games. Two-ish. Winning. I love games. It's time to go into the aging room right now with our friend Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. 
And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, kids practice throwing and catching baseball with practice balls. They're softer, lighter, and way easier to catch. In my day, we practiced and played with real hard balls, and getting hit in the face usually meant stitches or a black eye. Nowadays, kids that row crew have equipment managers that clean the boats, wipe the seats, and even buff the paddles. In my day, you stayed after practice as a team, scrubbed our keels, wiped each other's seats, and at the very end, we would sit in a paddle buffing circle. Nowadays, coaches are very positive, encouraging, and everyone gets a trophy. In my day, you got forged in the fire, and Coach was the furnace. He would throw everything at us, including insults, his left shoe, and his personal favorite, walnuts, from the tree behind the dugout. We were paddle-buffing, coaches, nuts-dodging little men who weren't afraid to have balls in our face. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. (laughs) Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco, Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Hey, when I'm done buffing the front of my paddle, can I help you with the back of yours? I was wondering where you're going with those walnuts, and there they go. It ties the whole thing in together. Loops it Once again, in. you got it. You got it. Well, action-packed show with Duran Cigars and the, uh, the, the letters. Uh, you know where to send them. Go to thecigarauthority.com and tell, them, tell us why. You should be able to smoke any cigar you want, any place you want, or whatever ridiculous thing you're going to say. The answer is to be more debonair and don't do that. Do the right thing. Miguel Sadell knew, knew what was going on. Jack Tarano, Duran Cigars. We have uh, Azan Cigars. Azan, man, it's hard to beat it. Very hard to beat I it. I think the cigar would pair perfectly with a nice port. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It does have that, that initial sweet wine note to it. Yeah. It's awesome. Azan Burgundy. You gotta try it. It's it's unbelievable and taking nothing away from Roberto Duran signature series. Very complex blend. Next week, Barry Stein takes the hot seat with his new creation. It's been out there for a while, but it's new. He'll explain. Kilo. And he'll do it without Mr. Jonathan, who will be on vacation again. We'll be worse. I get to talk a little more. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of you're gonna do a lot of talking, so get ready for it. So for Mr. Jonathan, for Barry Stein, for Chuck Morrison, for Miguel Sodell, for Jack Tarano and the whole gang here, uh, thank you for listening this time and every time to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Azan Burgundy, always remember keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back next week with a Mr. Jonathan Free show right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. You know why you want to keep the lid on out of your mouth? You don't want to trigger that reflex. Duran Duran song. Reflex. Well, the well reflex. Played. Yeah. Here we go. See you next time. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aikumazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. 
Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? It's two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shop guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times, people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not those guys. Hey, what The guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop, if you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark. 